0: You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. Our conversation today will focus on raising awareness about organ, eye, and tissue donation. I'm your host, Kate Pierce-Nims, NISAC's multimedia specialist, and we're honored today to be joined by both Aisha Tater, Executive Director at Donate Life New York State, and Amna Anwar, a fashion and beauty advice expert who is a recipient of a heart transplant. Thank you both for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Kate. So to start us off, Aisha, could you give us some background on the significance of raising awareness about organ, eye, and tissue donation, and what the New York State Donate Life Registry is, and who can join that registry?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I am Aisha Tater, the executive director of Donate Life New York State, which is a statewide nonprofit organization that is our purpose every day is to increase organized tissue donation and grow the New York State Donate Life registry, which we also are under contract with the New York State Department of Health to administer and promote that registry. So, you know, we do struggle here in New York. There are approximately 8,000 people who are waiting. These are men, women, and children. These are our friends and our family and our kids' teachers and the pastors who are waiting for a transplant. Uh, New York, you're going to wait a long time. We have um, about 1,100 people have been waiting for five years or more for a transplant. I mean, the fact of the matter, Kate, is here in New York, we um, we just don't have enough. Right? We don't have enough organs for the number of New Yorkers that need them, and so every single day, our purpose that we work on uh, is to is to uh, close that gap to make sure that we have enough transplants for the people who desperately need them.
0: Right, and so with the registry that you operate for the Department of Health, uh, who is eligible for that registry? Who can uh, sign up, and where does that process typically take place?
1: Sure. So it's the New York State Donate Life Registry. And uh, there is a website where people can go to enroll, which is donatelife.ny.gov. And they can register any time of the day or night, right? Um, but about 80% of New Yorkers or more register as part of the Department of Motor Vehicles process. So when they get their driver's license, their learner's permit, or their non-driver ID. So in New York, anybody 16 or older can register to make this incredible life-saving decision and put their name on this highly confidential database. The only people who have access to this database are the New York State Department of Health, organ, eye, and tissue recovery organizations, and Donate Life New York State as the administrator.
0: Great. So it's a pretty easy process, a very easy process, I will say, from personal experience. Um, And you never know when you could give somebody a donation that could change their life dramatically and along those lines um talking to you Amna Anwar today on our podcast Amna can you talk about what it was like waiting for a transplant Aisha just told us that there's about 8,000 people waiting for transplants in the state of New York what was your experience like uh waiting for your transplant
2: oh my gosh uh waiting for a transplant there's really no easy term or simple term that really covers the feelings of the wait um Those waiting on the list are truly in such a terrible state of health that it's really a desperate and stressful time. Days really move slowly. We are aching and really hoping for health at this point that the wait feels extraordinary. It feels long, but there's also a a touch and aspect of excitement because something better awaits and that's our perfect donor match.
0: That's great. Um, how long did, was
2: your wait for your transplant, if you don't mind, mind me asking? Sure. From the point of being listed and receiving my life-saving organ, it had been about a, a little over a year, which I was very lucky for because that's usually not the case. Right.
0: Hearing people waiting upwards of five years or more. Absolutely. Waiting for a transplant. In that, in that state of, of of just of waiting, right, and trying to maintain hope. And that's, it's incredibly difficult and everything dealing with health is difficult, but waiting for something that also, you know, will have such an impact on, on somebody else and somebody else's family as well. So um, can you talk about the impact of your uh, transplant on your family? Um, and again, if you're comfortable, um, if you've reached out to the donor's family at all, have any connections there?
2: Sure. Well, this is a multi-tiered question. So I will start off with my own family. Um, I have to say that I'm very blessed to be a part of my own family. I'm very small. It's just my parents and my two older sisters, whom I refer to as angels. Every (laughs) member of my family truly went through the trenches with me through my entire medical experience. They really took my care consideration and love and took it to the forefront and really made sure I was okay in any aspect that I needed a shoulder to cry on, a hand to hold. Every time I opened my eyes, they were at that chair next to my hospital bed. And the impact that they had was great. Great in the sense that it was grand. When I went through something very difficult, they were there experiencing it with me. And when I got that life-saving call, they were also consumed with so much happiness. And it was a very remarkable thing. And I'm so thankful for my family. That's level one of that question, level two. Unfortunately, due to New York York State law, I could not know the identity of my donor. However, if I had the opportunity to speak to the family, I'd express my deepest gratitude and thanks. This angel donor truly saved my life and gave me a brand new lease on it and every day, I'm blessed with experiencing the beauty of life, which I would never had otherwise. And I really would express that. And I honor the memory and the value of this gift with a prayer every day. So So, Kate, if I
1: can jump in here and just say, you know, some of the the transplant recipients that I know and have worked with for almost 11 years, hands down, they are the most um, grateful people i've ever had the opportunity to meet i mean saying that they work every day to pay it forward and yeah. is it, it is not even enough to describe how dedicated they are to helping other people it really is such a um you know it it's such a common attribute to this community that i have the fortune of working with every day is that they are so incredibly grateful
0: just this spirit of of gratitude Right, because I, uh, in my understanding, when you're a recipient of an organ or tissue donation, you know firsthand, right, Um, how fragile life is, and so you get a second lease on life, um, essentially, with this donation, and so just and you could speak to this so much more than I could, Amna, just this, this gratitude and being able to take advantage of plans that you've made for your life that maybe were hanging in the balance before. So can you talk a bit about how your transplant has changed your life and what you're able to do now that you weren't necessarily able to do before?
2: You know, I say this often, it's a night and day difference from what my life looked like. I, for the first time, experienced true health. I had never known what real health felt like. And this gifted me that this organ joint, um transplant gifted me that, excuse me. And it's so important because I now see the value of every day and cherish the most ordinary moments that one wouldn't often recognize because I have this bonus life now, like water tastes sweeter. I actually smell the perfume of the air and it's so thrilling to have those ordinary moments again, which I didn't have in the past, simply walk down a block or walk up a flight of stairs without grasping for air is so remarkable for someone like myself, who never experienced real health and was so ill.
0: Thank you so very much for sharing your experiences and for being so open about your experience as a transplant recipient. And as you have both discussed, there's this critical need for organ, eye, and tissue donations. And these donations have profound impacts on recipients, their families, and the families of donors. Uh, so... Moving a little tiny bit here, Aisha, could you talk about some of the greatest challenges that Donate Life New York State faces in increasing organ, ion and tissue donation in the state? Um, are there specific initiatives that you have taken or are there barriers in your way um, that you're working towards to decrease the wait time
1: and to de- decrease the, uh, the wait list? Sure, sure. Um, you know, the barriers are robust. Right. Um. We certainly have a lot of challenges. But so so again, we've got multiple layers here in your question, Kate. So first, what I would say, and I want to make sure everybody understands, because this question is asked all the time, like, you know, is there something inherent in New Yorkers that is different that we see this this issue differently um, from a cultural perspective, almost? And I say absolutely not. You know, New Yorkers. You know, we see time and time again, whenever there's a crisis, they come to the aid of those in need. We see it all the time. So it's not a lack of generosity. It's not a lack of altruism that exists in our state that's different than Colorado or, or any other state that has a more robust registry, right? Um, it's about awareness. You know, here we have um, half the state's population resides in about six counties south of Ulster County, right? And here we have this internationally, um, you know, expensive media space, highly populated and dense, you know, communities that, you know, our small organization with, you know, a small budget, we have seven staff, it's really hard to reach about 10 million people in these counties, right? So In counties north of Ulster County, say Jefferson, for example, they have over 70% of their population. But unfortunately, there's, what's the population of Jefferson County? Probably, you know, maybe 100,000, 120, you know, 150,000. Whereas you look at, you know, the Bronx and Queens and Staten Island and Long Island, you're talking about millions and millions of people in count in individual counties, right? So, um, that's where our focus is. So it's awareness, it's reaching these New Yorkers where they're at, which is one of our greatest challenges. And so that's that's key, right? And we've had some great growth and um, collaboration with the New York State DMV and the Commissioner Mark Schroeder has really taken this issue on and is so incredibly passionate about it. So I have I'm confident we're going to be able to leveraging those DMV offices, of which many of them are the state operated um, district offices in those counties, that we're definitely going to increase enrollment there. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm, you know, I, I don't sugarcoat this. I've been doing this a long time. I know that there's misunderstandings about this topic out there and people have misinformation and misunderstandings about what happens, right? So one thing I hear all the time is, am I too old or am I too sick? Can I, you know, can I not, you know, I can't register. Nobody wants anything from me, right? Those are things we hear every single day. And what I say to those people is, you know, all I need from you today is a willingness, Are you willing to save somebody's life? Are you willing to give this gift? Because that's what we need today. And that's all it takes to sign up on the New York State Donate Life Registry. Now, down the road, should something happen or should the opportunity, because remember only one out of a hundred people who die are even capable of being a donor. You know, should, should that opportunity, you have to pass away in a hospital on a ventilator to be an organ donor. So should that circumstance, should that fortunate circumstance really become an opportunity for you, the medical staff will do the evaluation. They'll figure out if there's anything that's capable of saving somebody's life. So don't, you know, I don't need you to kind of go through the list and and say, oh, well, I I have diabetes or I had cancer at one point. You don't need to do that. All I need right now is what is in your heart. Is if it is there's a willingness in your heart to give somebody else life at some point, then check the box. Say yes. And it really is that simple, right? And it is. And something
0: that's uh, you know, a piece of you that's going to outlive you is just poetic in a way. Um and also you'll be matched up right so you can't determine now necessarily um unless it's a living donation and those uh you'd have to go through a process to be matched up with anyway so right if you just put yourself on the registry that's a and it's a decision that you can tell your loved ones about um and it's a way to give back when you're gone kind of
1: way too which that's uh, it you can't take them with you kate exactly exactly
2: what are you gonna do Well, you can't take them they just don't do any good for anybody else (laughs)
1: Right, you know, they
2: saying that I love that they say, you know, you don't need your organs in heaven. And I love that. Yes, you don't need them, leave them here for those who can benefit. And that's one thing I would like to say that I've been following Donate Life New York State for so long. And there's still such a taboo that exists around organ donation. And they do such a brilliant job at demystifying that at a community level. It's all about, I think the secret to this is just awareness and the lack of awareness that really falls on so much of the Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx communities, because it's not truly spoken about. And they brilliantly get down to the community level and really share what it's about, the healing benefits of it, the life-saving power that organ donation holds. And this is why I champion them so heavily. Is It's brilliant work. And I really think they take the power of social media so well. It has such a grand reach. And they always are coming up with creative and attractive ways to reach a broader audience through awareness, through fun aspects, but also make it a teaching moment, which I think is brilliant because it really does teach you that it's a priceless gift. We really don't have to do much. Just we need your willingness to do it. Yeah. And we always like to
1: tell people too, Kate, the oldest organ donor was 96 years old. Don't rule yourself out. That rocks. I didn't know that fun fact. That's right.
0: What an incredibly fun fact. There you go. Yeah. And don't rule yourself out, right? Um, Leave don't that decision up to um cool.
2: You just,
0: unless you are a person who is facilitating these organ, eye, and tissue donations, you don't know what your own eligibility is realistically, so... Leave that to the experts. Leave that in the capable hands Get of the experts. experts. Yeah, exactly. And how nice is it to have something in life where all you need is a willingness? <laughs> there's something, there's something beautiful about that in itself. Um, yeah. And so, in getting creative and in raising awareness and getting people to to put that willingness into action, um, can you discuss the the role that county clerks play in raising awareness for donation and informing New Yorkers about the opportunity to enroll in the registry?
1: Wow, really is the best word that I can use to describe our friends at the County Clerk uh, Association because for, gosh, probably close to 20 years now, they have been our best allies in this. And I say that, you know, they not only champion this cause, they've really taken it on and embraced this mission as part of their own. If you go into a county clerk's office in the month of April... They have blue and green and they have decorated, they have themed Donate Life decorations. Their staff are all wearing the Donate Life New York State t-shirts. They are, you know, they're in this very friendly challenge where they're competing with one another for enrollments in the registry. It is, it's, it's honestly, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy for, for our organization to collaborate with them because they're pillars of their community, Right, they're leaders, so they're out there. They're doing press conferences. I've been to several of them. They're putting, you know, getting flags up in their at their um, county office buildings. They're passing proclamations and resolutions. They are decorating their offices. What they're doing, Kate, as pillars in in their communities and leaders in the state, is they're helping us build a culture of donation here in New York, because when their constituents and the people in their county see them embracing this mission, then it, 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 it influences them. And it influences people's decisions and outlooks on this topic. So I say I couldn't do it without them. I have a staff of seven. The county clerks engage uh, the public on this topic a million times more than I could even dream of reaching New Yorkers every day. So I couldn't do it without them. And having that that personal connection to
0: your community makes all the difference, right? Um, because I know that us on this call here, we have personal connections to to donate life, um, and there's you know p- people that you know either are in need of a transplant or who have received a transplant or whose family member has been a donor, um, things like that. So the more you know, the more involved you become in that sort of way. Uh, but County clerks serve as that, that connection for people who may not have it. So because if we wait for everybody to have a connection, right, that'll that'll only increase the problems that we're already experiencing. So the more that you know and the more awareness is raised, the, the more you know, the better you do, right? That's a pretty right. good philosophy for anything in life, but especially for, right. um, for do- right. donation as well. So mm-hmm. and a question for both of you, and we sort of addressed this already, but what advice would you give to New Yorkers with doubts or concerns about enrolling in the registry? Um, So sort of just having that willingness, but is there anything else that you would um, encourage New Yorkers to do to look into um, any resources you might point them towards?
1: Well, Amna, why don't you go first and, and talk about people who may have some reluctance?
2: I would say if you have any doubts that I know it's general, curiosity that everyone wants to learn what this is but I would say just do it it's such a special gift that you're providing to another it's essentially gifting healing and gifting life saving change and it truly is a priceless generous gift that requires no effort or anything in return but healing and I think if you're on the fence of yes or no just do it because at the end the result is someone's quality of life is going to be dramatically improved. Fantastic. Aisha, did you have anything that you wanted to
1: add to that? I would just say, you know, don't sit there with your questions, get answers, right? There's so much information out there. We have at DonateLifeNYS.org, frequently asked questions and all sorts of information. So if, if it's a question about the process or, you know, um your religion or you know what whatever might be holding you back get the answer get the answer because i i am almost certain that if we you know any question you have we can give you know we have an answer for you um that would you know resolve any reluctance or any hesitancy right this is this is an amazing process um and that that ultimately ends up with somebody being able to live a healthy life so so don't um don't just sit on your questions get your answers yeah don't stand in your own way right that's right absolutely
0: misconceptions stand in your way so exactly
1: and what i would also say that you know this process is so incredibly easy so we've spent I've spent the past, you know, 10 plus years making sure that we have as many opportunities out there for people to document this decision as I can get, right? So most people go to the DMV here in New York and and register, but we have the dedicated website slash register where you can go online and you can register in less than a minute. We have the ability to scan the back of your driver's license It pre-populates the form. All you have to do is click submit. It's less than a minute. We've also added the question as part of the New York State of Health marketplace. So in your um, health insurance applications, Uh, soon we're gonna go online with hunting and fishing licenses, voter registration, um, or we passed legislation last year that's incorporating the question Into health insurance policies and renewals every year, social service benefits. Um, Several of the professions, you know, chunk the professions at the Department of State have this question. So, you know, there's really there's there's lots of opportunities out there. We want New Yorkers to take advantage of any one of those and sign up today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid. Also, if you think you've signed up before, no harm in checking and making sure that no harm in doing it again. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we're coming to the end of our conversation today, it feels like it has barely begun. Um, but is there anything that either one of you would like to discuss that maybe I haven't asked, or anything that for our county audience today um, is of relevance uh, that either one of you either one of you would like to
1: share? If you not- want me to go first, Amna, I'll go yeah. first. Okay. <laughs> So I'll go first and just say, you know, what incredible partners, again, it, it takes a village. And, that, you know, I say that uh, cliche, but it is very true. So we're just so grateful to have the Association of Counties doing this podcast and to help us raise awareness and being such steadfast partners for, for years, for my entire tenure here. Um, So, you know, thank you. Thank you for always helping us, you know, put this issue to the megaphone and raising awareness and getting more New Yorkers to sign up to give this incredible gift.
2: That was lovely. Um, If I just had a few more moments to say something, I would just say those waiting on the list, I hope those also those listening, I hope our stories and our journeys inspire you who are still on the fence of whether you want to become a donor or not to really go forward with it and sign up and register to become a donor. Because I know for myself, and I know those waiting on the list, the thanks and the gratitude we'll have that you will provide us with a brand new lease on life or just changing the quality of life is so powerful and it's so meaningful to us that we truly will never be able to put in words and that power lies in you so please if you're on the fence learn a little bit more from the wonderful sources that Asia provided today and make that choice to become a donor
0: it's a very quick de- quick decision and it's a very quick process to register for something that can have that can increase the lifespan of someone you may never even meet right Just- absolutely Gives me chills. So I really appreciate both of you taking the time to have this conversation and for being super, you know, brave. Especially Amna, sharing your story and your experiences, and um, for Asia and your small but mighty staff um, and the reach that you have across the state of New York. So I know you've mentioned a couple of times that you've got a small staff, but the things that you're able to accomplish are just phenomenal and really benefit the entire state of New York. So I really super appreciate both of you for taking the time to have this conversation today
2: thank you so much for having me and thank you Aisha. thank you Kate thank you Amna
0: and thank you our listeners for taking the time to listen to this episode and make sure that you check out donatelifenewyorkstate.org nys.org uh, for more information um, and to see what you can get involved with at the county level so uh, direct you to those resources and thank you so very much for tuning in listening to this episode of Nysax County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.